Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel, hosting a lead technology show today tomorrow's technologies or t3 we're on every tuesday at 9 a.m uh, pacific standard time or east coast time uh, noon east coast time you can also catch the show on monday tuesday and wednesday evenings uh, please uh, go to voiceamerica.com the variety channel and look up t3 as always I'd like to thank my audience. Uh, we continue to grow in the U.S. Our international audience is continuing to grow as well, and I'm very thankful. And the reason for this is because uh, we take uh, really the guesswork out of the, the technology subject that we're going to talk about today, and I'm really excited about the topic today. And most importantly, we start breaking it down between the scientists, engineers, the innovators, and talk to the non-techie folks. And as always, our show is to create an interaction between the two groups. As um, those of you who want to participate and ask questions, you can contact me at 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnology at gmail.com. Well, I'm excited today because I've been working with uh, Dr. Robert Felton, our guest, uh, for over 16 years, and today's show is about part two, technology innovation, the Numobag kit. Here's a product that has been steadily climbing into the marketplace, and I know Dr. Felton is going to tell us all about how he got started, where, where is the product today, and why is this product so important to everybody. Okay, Dr. Robert Felton, of course, is president of Pneumotech, Inc., and has been doing this for over 16 years that I know. Critical for our topics today is we'll talk about who has not imagined about innovation or innovating a solution to a problem and then applying a technology. Dr. Felton has realized that dream, and we'll talk about the Pneumobag kit. Also, in the second segment, we'll talk about uh, the new product. And what were the challenges and the challenges he continues to encounter while he masses produces the Newelbag kit? And in the third segment, we'll talk about how innovators, technologists, and product developers have to have a drive, which is so important because uh, some of the monumental tasks to get over the fence, to get the product out to people and demonstrate the product and get users to use the product is tremendous. So at this time, I'd like to invite Dr. Felton to the, to the show. Welcome on board, Dr. Felton. Thank you, Jose, for inviting me. Let's, let's start off real quick, and let's talk about uh, the Pneumobag kit. What is it? And let's at least describe it, and then we'll go back to some of the history. Okay. This product is uh, a medical device uh, uh, that's been approved by the FDA as a class three uh, device. Uh, it is, uh, of course, patented. Uh, it is a kit that uh, is used to uh, treat multiple different types of, of conditions. Uh, it is a made out of a very unique uh, polyethylene membrane, uh, which is very clean but not sterile. And um, this 
membrane uh, basically covers the limbs and torso of the individual or patient and then inflated to a specific pressure uh, with 100% medical grade oxygen in which the patient is in this membrane for the course of three to four hours uh, to treat a whole cadre of uh, medical conditions uh, associated with wound care. That's great. And really, the uh, the thing that I like about uh, Pneumabag as you treat various patients there, Doc, is about uh, uh, zero precautions and contradictions, contraindications. Is that correct? That's correct. I mean, uh, we initially worked with, at the beginning stages of this technology, with Sandia National Laboratories in Albuquerque, New Mexico, to make sure that there would be no uh, contraindications or use of the product or precautions uh, using medical grade oxygen uh, at uh, between 1.3 and 1.5 atmospheres. So it allows the patient to be in a uh, very unique environment uh, to be treated uh, without having the problems associated with other types of devices that would cause harm or need for concern uh, with a patient during the therapy. Correct. And uh, my understanding, working with you and, and the product, and non disclosure, as I said, I've been working with Dr. Felton and talking to Dr. Felton for over 16 years on a product that I thought was uh, just a marvelous product. It's uh, initially it, it it supports mass casualties. It's a home care product, and as well as a hospital product or nursing home product. Can you describe a little bit of the why the, uh, the pneumo bag was invented and what rationale kept you pushing to get the pneumo bag? out uh, to, um, uh, to uh, I guess, close the severe wounds, because that's really the critical piece. Well, this product uh, was invented by a very prominent uh, uh, professor of medicine, Dr. Madeline Hang at uh, UCLA, uh, over 20 years ago. And she had conducted uh, many years of clinical research validating uh, the ability of using medical grade oxygen uh, like a drug, uh, very similar to a hyperbaric chamber, but instead using very low pressures uh, of oxygen to bathe the wound and stimulate uh, healing uh, within a very short period of time. And she was able to do that through, as I said, uh, at the University of California and at the VA uh, Veterans Administration Hospital in Los Angeles, in which she conducted both animal and human studies for many, many years before this product was available to uh, be approved by the FDA. And then since then, um, she was an associate of mine. Um, the next step, of course, was getting it approved by the FDA. It took us about three and a half to four years with concentrated clinical studies to, to prove the validity of the technology before it became a product. In the interim, Dr. Hang and, of course, the scientists at Sandia National Labs, Dr. Keith Miller and Dr. Mark Vaughn, uh, who were very instrumental in proving the technical or engineering aspects of this medical device. 
So there was a combination right. of both engineering and medicine that came into the development of the technology before it became a medical device. And so we can go on, you know, the history of that. But in essence, there's significant uh, clinical uh, evidence that supports the technology. And we have slowly introduced it into many facets of uh, treatment uh, in medicine for the last 15 years. Right. And the major uh, reason Dr. Hang uh, uh, devoted her life really inventing the product, and I know you assisted in this invention, uh, was for to reduce the amputation throughout the U.S. and especially the diabetics. Can you discuss that a little bit? That's correct. I mean, uh, what, what this technology does is it allows uh, using medical-grade oxygen at very low, in a very low atmosphere to stimulate uh, the development of new capillaries or blood supply to the wound or the burn at an accelerated uh, setting. In doing so, uh, it allows uh, those individuals that are are, have complications due to vascular insufficiency or disease uh, that prohibit uh, wounds or burns to heal and therefore create an environment uh, for the possibility of an amputation like, like a diabetic wound. And her goal during this, uh, her research uh, at the university and at the VA was to save limbs. And in doing so, has has authored many publications in this technology and has become the, the world leader or scientist that understands topical hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And so because of this process and the science and the research that's associated, uh, we've been able to really show the medical community that this technology can prevent amputation and save limbs that normally would be removed due to disease or infection. Correct. Can we go over the uh, just initial protocol on the usage doc? Uh, usually the uh, kit comes in uh, with different components, but there's four kits uh, in a box. Can you talk about the protocol there? Yeah, uh, again, this, this is a disposable product. It's used once and thrown away. So in, in saying that, uh, because this is considered a medical device, uh, it, is, it is used uh, for specific conditions uh, like uh, pressure sores, diabetic ulcers, uh, necrotizing fasciitis, burns of all types, uh, and other both pre- and post-surgical wounds uh, that would require, uh, you know, advanced healing technologies to assist in the process. Uh, the treatment is designated uh, four hours a day, four consecutive days, uh, and normally uh, these treatments uh, range from 30 uh, to 60 days, depending on the condition. Uh, the great thing about the technology is it can be used anywhere. We've used it on the battlefield. We've used it uh, in, uh, in transport vehicles. We've used it specifically in the home environment. 
uh, and of course in the acute and subacute facilities where the technology originally um, was instituted. But the, the the therapy itself is very accommodating, allows the patient to be in an environment uh, that he is not compromised. He is uh, either in his home or in a bed or in another uh, uh, area where he can he can do other things being treated during this process. And it, and the fact that there is no cross contamination, uh, it's disposed of after every treatment, and it allows the the medical community to really monitor and adapt to the therapy during this uh, treatment program. Right. You just mentioned uh, no cross-contamination, but another key uh, important fact is uh, no scarring and the ability to cure or heal severe uh, wounds. Can you discuss that a little bit? Just uh, That's a very interesting comment. Uh, Dr. Madeline Hayne, during the course of her research, um, has published information that shows do the type of healing that the human bag uh, produces with topical hyperbaric oxygen therapy and the amount of vascular enhancement and capillary growth in around the wound and the burn, it appears that there is a significant amount of reduced scarring uh, associated with the wound. In normal healing processes with significant wounds, there is an abundance of scarring and because of the lack of blood supply. And with this technology, um, due to the fact that we're bathing the, the wound or burn in 100% oxygen at a very low, very low pressure, so a, a little bit above ambient, uh, we're able to create a, an environment to stimulate angiogenesis to develop new tissues, new capillaries, and thus by enhancing blood supply uh, for healing, but at the same time uh, promotes minimal scarring during this process. That's perfect. And, Doc, a lot of patients are not aware of the pneumo bag and, and the pneumo kit, and we're trying to explain to them today uh, the advantages. But one of the key, I guess, modalities that you have treated in the past is uh, flesh-eating bacteria. Can you describe a little bit of what kind of studies you've done and, and what is the uh, prognosis on using the pneumo bag on this particular modality? Well, we... As I said, Dr. Hang and her clinical research team uh, over the last uh, 15 years has, have treated uh, many cases with necrotizing fasciitis. And uh, the, the great thing about this product, because uh, you're using uh, 100% oxygen uh, that prohibits the amount of uh, bacterial growth in and around the wound itself, but at the same time manages uh, the, the issues associated with uh, infections and other problems associated with the intact skin. And with nicotizing fasciitis, which is a, a, a very uh, severe condition associated with uh, wound healing, uh, we're able to manage the free radical development around the wound 
that's associated with this condition and at the same time uh, able to assist in healing uh, through normal healing protocol. Right. And most of the time, I guess the ones I'm familiar with are folks in, uh, you know, after hurricanes and floodings and people go out into the water with wounds or cuts and uh, they get infected that way most of the time. Are there other ways they get infected, Doc? There's many different ways uh, these uh, wounds are infected, either uh, during the course of the development of the wound or other conditions in which they obtain the bacteria through contact. Uh, it could be from a, uh, a unclean area or uh, material that they come in contact associated with the wound. Uh, even rashes can develop uh, immediately into necrotizing fasciitis. It was a case just recently with an uh, immigrant that was crossing the border in in New Mexico, a couple of days ago, that came was identified uh, having necrotizing fasciitis uh, in uh, at their medical center. Uh, that was uh, that when this individual crossed the border, and they had to be isolated immediately to uh, to treat. Um, okay, these are conditions that have to be addressed immediately uh, due to the problems associated with the infection and typically have a major negative response uh, in dealing with, uh, you know, the program for such uh, patient care. Right. We've got about 30 seconds left. Let me just say, folks, you're listening to Part 2, Technology Innovation, the Pneumobag Kit. My guest today is Dr. Robert Felton. Uh, he is the president of, of uh, Pneumotech, Inc., and I'd like to thank him for coming on and talking about uh, Pneumobag Kit. We'll, we're going to take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Okay, folks, let's continue with our program T3. Our subject today is Part 2, Technology Innovation, the Pneumobag Kit. My guest today is Dr. Robert Felton, president of Pneumotech, Inc., and we've been discussing the last segment of the development of Pneumobag of 20 years, Dr. Hang being the initial inventor for it, its ability to reduce uh, amputation, uh, lots of clinical trials. Uh, She is the leader of topic... Uh, THOT, so that's very important. We'll talk about that, Uh, topical hyperbaric chamber treatment. And, of course, this segment, what I'd like to talk about is the challenges. What were some of the challenges that Dr. Felton had as he brought on this product, and what are some of the medical challenges he had? Uh, Some people call it uh, uh, a chamber, you know. Is it really a chamber or not? Uh, On the contraindications and precautions do we have it or we don't and why is it so important and then of course the the uh, the reason the product was developed was for home care and mass casualty and why who needs to be trained on this product so dr felton let's talk about uh, the pneumo bag kit and some of the challenges uh, let's just start off with the chamber and, and discuss that a little bit well when, when this product was first uh, invented um, the product itself, um, because using the word hyperbaric was, was immediately drawn into the discussion, the difference between this therapy and the therapy that was, is being generated through a hyperbaric chamber. And I think that was the biggest challenge and it still is, uh, because of the differences of the two technologies, the two different complete applications. Uh, you probably most of your your audience is familiar with hyperbaric chambers and uh and, and may or may not be um fully understood of how those that technology works. But basically a hyperbaric chamber uh is using hundred uh, percent oxygen between two and three atmospheres for thirty to forty five PSI um, and puts the entire body into this chamber that allows uh, oxygen to be absorbed and breathe uh, to treat a whole cadre of different types of conditions. It was originally designed by the Navy to treat the bends. And during the, the last 50 to 75 years, uh, the Hyderabad chamber 
has uh, developed in, into the ability to treat many different types of medical conditions and has been quite successful. What Dr. Henning in your earlier research was able to do is to understand using very low pressures um, and pressures that, as I mentioned earlier, were a little bit above ambient or one PSI. And the reason why she did that was to use oxygen like a drug so that she would use this low pressure to actually uh, bathe the wound and allow the patient to be placed in this membrane during the course of the therapy. Uh, like, uh, unlike the HBO chamber where this oxygen is at this very high pressure, it's, it's forced through miles of capillaries to bring oxygen to a wound. PHOT or topical hyperbaric oxygen applies the oxygen directly to the wound as a drug. And in doing so, it uses a slight pressure to incite angiogenesis. And at the same time, as I mentioned earlier, uh, much more sophisticatedly is it mops up the free radicals in and around the wound, which is really the negative factors that create infection and prevent healing. So there, it's basically two different types of devices using oxygen in two different environments. And that was the difference that when it came out of the laboratory and moved into clinical research, there was a lot of uh, many barriers of accepting the use of the word hyperbaric for both technologies. And what she was able to do through her research and years of publications is to show that this technology um, can heal wounds aggressively just like an HBO chamber, but it can be done in different types of environments. Uh, we're not trying to compete with the HBO chamber. Um, what we're saying is that this is an alternative, this is adjunctive therapy, and I believe that is the, has been for the last 15 years the biggest challenge specifically within the medical community to educate them to the types of technologies and differences of the two. So that's, that's number one. Number two is that there's many different wound care products and devices out there today. And some are very successful and they're very good. What we're saying is this is one of many technologies that can be used and prescribed by the physician or nurse to treat many different types of conditions, burns, diabetic ulcers, Venostasis ulcer, pressure sores, you know, post pre and post surgical wounds, dangerous lesions, and uh, what's happening right now on the East Coast frostbite. Um, this condition, this product can be used very nicely to treat frostbite and prevent uh, the death of tissue uh, right after being uh, succumbed to uh, low temperatures uh, of associated with skin involvement. So in saying that uh, the initial, the biggest ob obstacle that we've had has been with the chamber. And as I say, we are not here to compete with it. What we're saying is that this is an adjunctive therapy that can be used 
with, uh, with any other type of wound care application that can heal wounds successfully within a very short period of time. Yeah, I think that's the... Uh, that's the message I've always uh, heard from you, Dr. Felton. That's what I, I've seen with my own eyes as you go into the communities, uh, either at the uh, medical centers and uh, and treat patients. Uh, critically, it's the, the ability to be an alternative therapy adjunct to the chamber. It's not trying to take patients away like some of the folks have said. And in fact, the chamber has its own uh, uh, precautions and contraindications. So uh, this is I see this as a stair-step process where if you can't treat a patient in the chamber, nine times out of ten, you probably are ten, to- ten times out of ten, you can probably treat them with a pneumobag kit because of the contraindications and the precautions aren't there as they are with a chamber. But let's go to another challenge, and a lot of people say uh, medical-grade oxygen is a challenge right now. What do you say to that? Well, using oxygen with any device, whether it be for, for the HDO chamber or a, uh, a pulmonary device like an OT concentrator or uh, oxygen use for pulmonary purposes is uh, very risky. And uh, because of the flammability issue or safety issue using medical-grade oxygen, <laughs> we have to be very careful uh, with this technology as well as with any technology, how it's prescribed and used. And that was one of the reasons why when we first developed the technology, it was evaluated by Sandia National Labs, a premier national laboratory that prides itself on safety. And this technology went through quite a um, lengthy uh, examination and testing by the national laboratories to prove that we were using oxygen at this concentration that would be safe in any type of environment. And there was many rigorous tests uh, conducted by Dr. Mark Vaughn and Dr. Keith Miller. Uh, these are leading scientists at, uh, at, the, at the National Labs at the time that questioned uh, the technology to be used with uh, this high level of concentration of oxygen. So in saying that, we have... In order to get through the uh, FDA process, we made sure through significant safety protocol that using medical-grade oxygen in any type of environment that this device will be safe. Correct. And we have gone through linking measures, not only in uh, using the technology, but how the product is made with our manufacturers who specialize in making uh, uh, polyethylene membrane uh, uh, material, as well as the the actual supplier or manufacturer that puts these kits together. So every aspect of the product, uh, safety is the number one issue uh, on the product because of the use of oxygen. So the labeling, protocol, instructions, uh, just like we would have with any type of uh, product, or use of oxygen that you would either use in in the hospital, in the home, on the battlefield. Uh, There's many precautions that you have to be involved with in using oxygen at this concentration. 
Well, the critical thing is, uh, and the audience should know, that uh, you've been asked by the State Department or uh, first responders to uh, send your product out to uh, various parts of the world and even in the U.S. Um, you've sent it out recently to Mexico. You've sent it out to us uh, because of the uh, pipe explosion, Syria for the chemical attacks, Yemen for a specific uh, patient. Just in the U.S., you've treated folks from the, from the, uh, in Florida, Hawaii. You had a case in Thailand with a U.S. doctor who was riding a bike and, and had a mishap of the Philippines, mass casualty uh, event there. Can you describe any one of those, Doc? And why does the State Department well, keep coming after you? <laughs> well, as I said, I, I, I don't know, I mentioned to you at the very beginning when we first met right after 9-11, um, we, uh, our, our product was, uh, you know, brought together by the military to be used uh, both in the Iraq War and um, Afghanistan and in the Middle East. And we traveled... Uh, based on the recommendation, we traveled to the Middle East and trained physicians and surgeons uh, within the Middle East region to treat all different kinds of conditions, burns, uh, gunshot wounds uh, associated with, uh, with the military. And we've been quite successful. We've healed many, many uh, patients and military personnel um, we were invited by the State Department uh, to assist in uh, treating the um, president of Yemen who experienced, uh, uh, you know, 60% of his body was burned in an explosion uh, where he was transported to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, to the Saudi military hospital in which uh, we were asked to assist in using our technology not only to treat him, but his entire uh, entourage that was involved uh, in, in that explosion. And we successfully treated and healed him through with about 60 days of therapy. Um, we also have involved in uh, many different types of projects internationally uh, with military personnel um, to assist in trying to save limbs. Uh, in very difficult uh, conditions. Uh, we just recently have uh, working on some of the burn patients that were involved in the, uh, the gas uh, explosion in Mexico and are now currently working with uh, our Mexican physicians to treat uh, some children there with burns in some different environments. Um, and so, and then coming back to the United States, we've been working on significant cases uh, to try to save limbs that normally uh, that patients would probably end up having an amputation and would alter or change your life significantly. And we're very fortunate that some of our, our latest cases that we've been involved in that show that this technology could heal and save limbs uh, in, in major numbers in the United States and across the world. And so we're very excited about it. Uh, we've worked very hard to slowly move the technology forward. Um, Dr. Hang is still part of our team, advising us, training. We have a group of nurses that are, can be deployed around the world 
uh, that are uh, certified in the therapy and instruction of its use. And we're very fortunate to have them. Uh, we speak uh, a number of different languages uh, to assist both the, in the United States and internationally. So we're, we, we're, we have done a lot of things to try to assure the medical community that this, this product is an aggressive first-line uh, therapy to manage and heal wounds and burns of all different uh, forms. Hey, Doc, one thing we missed, maybe uh, discussing a little bit about the training. It's not a challenge per se, but you, uh, based on the safety features of the uh, of the product itself and trying to uh, meet the uh, needs for different uh, environment, the mass casualty, the home care, uh, the first responders, uh, training is, is very important. Can you talk a little bit about that? We've got about a minute for you and about a minute for me to wrap up. Okay. Uh, we've created a... Dr. Hang, a certified uh, training program for nurses and physicians uh, that's accredited. And from that, we these uh, physicians and nurses can train and teach other uh, medical personnel how the product can be used. Uh, it's very easy to, uh, to use it in any type of environment. Uh, it's... It, uh, People that have are in rural areas or people in areas that do not have medical personnel can be trained. We've done many training protocols through telecom around the world. And but uh, like any any type of uh, certification pro- program in medicine, there has to be some rigid uh, protocol that establishes as a, a certified uh, program. And we've been able to do that. Um, our nurses now are, are are certified and are able to train nurses both nationally and internationally. And so we're, we believe that uh, any of the the topical oxygen programs that are out there today that we're leading, um, you know, the, the protocol of establishing as a uh, technology that can be done in a, a, su- a successful scientific manner, but also from a patient uh, in um, a clinical format that's easily um, to be understood and used. Perfect, perfect. Uh, folks, uh, let me just quickly summarize what we've done in segment two. Yeah, today's program is part two, technology innovation, the pneumobag kit. We talked about the uh, uh, the chamber, the pressure chamber, the barriers through that. Dr. Felton went through it. It's not a competition. It's, uh, it's a different type of uh, alternative therapy. We talked about the use of uh, oxygen, medical grade. It's to bathe the wound, remove the free radicals. And Dr. Felton just finished up with ex- extreme care of making sure our nurses are trained, people are trained, and the use of the product for the safety reasons. So for that, we'll take a short break here and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Success doesn't come by chance. It's a decision to take a chance on you. Attending the University of Choice is a goal, but not a guarantee. Dr. Cynthia Colon offers you the formula of going from good, better, to best, and increasing those chances of receiving that yes to your dream university. Get the one-to-one attention every student needs to succeed. Tune into Destination University, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I am extremely excited, and it's been a fantastic uh, uh, two segments that we've just went through. Our topic today is Part 2, Technology Innovation, the Pneumobac Kit. It is a polyethylene uh, kit. Uh, it's used to close severe wounds. It's a wound product. Uh, Dr. Felton, president of Pneumotech, Inc., is my guest today, and we've been talking about the pros and cons of the Pneumobac Kit and the use of the pneumobag kit and now I'd like to change it a little bit because as any inventor any anyone that's trying to discover and create and improve its product you know there's certain challenges out there we talked about some in the second period about different competitors uh, the type of training uh, improvement the type of uh, medical treatment now I'd like to talk about the you know what drives Dr. Felton to move on and I've asked him to talk about the Hawaii case I talked to him about the uh, uh, case 95 an elderly lady and then eventually we'll turn back to uh, the technology itself, some of the key drivers that made that possible. Dr. Felton. Um, well, I'll just briefly describe a couple cases. So we had a case in uh, the Big Island of Hawaii in which uh, a, a woman um, had a, uh, who's a diabetic, um, had chronic uh, ulcers in the lower leg and, and foot, and she um, she had been treated for many, many years uh, with normal wound care uh, protocol from her podiatrist and through other 
positions there on the Big Island. Uh, we were referred to her um, uh, by her family. Her family reached out to us. Uh, they were they lived about uh, 30 to 40 miles outside of Hilo, and they would commute uh, weekly to a clinic uh, in Hilo to manage a uh, diabetic ulcer that had progressed to um, uh, an infection, and therefore it, uh, she was she was really scheduled for an amputation. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up because of the locale and the fact that the patient was in a rural environment, uh, the family sought us out, um, and we worked with the family uh, and the podiatrist to treat the patient uh, at home. And uh, we trained uh, the family uh, through Skype, um, and uh, were able to successfully heal uh, the advanced wound condition uh, in about six weeks. And um, uh, the family was ecstatic uh, because of the fact that uh, uh, the surgeon that was involved in the case didn't believe that the wound would ever heal and that she was headed for an amputation. Uh, but I bring this up because of the fact that the family was so much involved in the case they were willing to learn about the technology. We were able to bring oxygen um, into the rural area in which they lived uh, by transport. Uh, the patient was treated at home and then on a weekly basis went back uh, into Hilo and was observed by the podiatrist who was astounded with her uh, progress and eventually we were able to heal the wound. Uh, this is one of many, many cases that we have uh, both nationally, internationally, uh, in rural areas that, that we take a lot of pride in in working on uh, projects like this. Uh, another case that we had locally in the Southern California area was a elderly lady uh, who was 95 years old uh, who uh, with uh, significant uh, vascular conditions was, was compromised and had a, a chronic wound and was treated uh, in a wound care clinic for um, about two months. Uh, she was uh, treated at home and brought into the wound care clinic on a weekly basis and had made no progress. And um, during that time, um, the family reached out and asked us to get involved. Um, she also was scheduled... Uh, for possible amputation of that lower limb. Um, we brought in a surgeon and uh, uh, had worked with us on previous cases to evaluate the case um, and uh, was able to assist with the surgical procedure. In turn, uh, we were able to bring our nurses in um, and were able to treat the patient at home uh, for the course of uh, three months and eventually healed the wound and saved the leg from amputation. But the remarkable thing was the age of this lady. When you see cases at this age, uh, normally um, most, most uh, stories do not end this way. She was able to heal and has never... Uh, had another wound since then, 
and is living uh, independently at home uh, and is able to emulate, you know, on a daily basis and enjoy their life. And so these are the kinds of stories that we like to tell and we're excited about um, because they have a definite realization to what's happening in medicine today. Um, mm -hmm. Around the world, places like Fiji, who every eight hours, they're doing one amputation. If you're in, the, in Asia or in the Middle East or in South America, where there's all these different countries, and in our country, that we have a preponderance, a high percentage of diabetes uh, and vascular disease associated with the limb, uh, technologies to save the limb and heal wounds are in high priority right now. And so our goal and our quest is to save limbs and save lives. And uh, unlike other medical companies that are out there, uh, we have promoted that uh, mission statement and brought on a, an excellent team uh, to assist us in that process. Right, Doc. Hey, Doc, one of your greatest competitors or one of the largest competitor is the VAC, uh, and we've talked a little bit about that. And the question came in, can you treat uh, several wounds at the same time using the uh, pneumobag versus the VAC, which has to be placed on each of the severe wounds? Uh, that's a very good question. In fact, uh, I can you know cite many cases that we're um, we've had patients that were burned in multiple areas of the body. In one case, or we had one patient that had 16 burns uh, in both limbs uh, that that would have required uh, plastic surgery and, of course, uh, skin grafts and things like that. Uh, we were we were able to treat all those wounds at the same time. Uh, the back is a great product, um, but in certain, certain circumstances medically, we believe our technology is a little bit more aggressive because we can create, create an environment of treating all these conditions simultaneously without focusing on one specific wound per se or burn. And we've done this at burn centers both here in California and internationally where patients that have been burned 50 to 60% of their body, like uh, the former president of Yemen who was burned with 60% uh, of his body, were able to treat all those burns at the same time. The great thing about it is that there's no precautions or contradictions to use of the technology, and there's no form of cross-contamination. So when the, when the product is used, it's used once and thrown away, and that's very important. Other types of technologies, the product they're using, they have to clean the device, they have to make sure there's no cross-contamination, they have to use specific types of dressings, and so forth and so on. With our technology, the, we can work with any type of dressing that's out there as long as it doesn't have an oil base that prevents the oxygen to penetrate the skin uh, on the dermis. So, uh, again... To answer your question, the technology can treat multiple uh, wounds or burns simultaneously with with the same degree of, uh, of of healing that you would get for identifying or using one technology for one wound or one burn. Okay, our uh, discussion today is part two: technology innovation, 
pneumobag kit, a severe wound care product. Um, um, discussing the product with uh, Dr. Robert Felton, president of Pneumotech, Inc. Doc, I know you have done a lot of work trying to improve the po- product, uh, the po- uh, polyethylene, uh, the medical device number, uh, and then, of course, the little uh, pressure chamber or measurement that you have above the, the kit so to facilitate the right uh, pressure in the chamber. Can you discuss those? Yes. What we've done, uh, we know that, all, like all medical technologies, they have to advance. And they have to advance both from a functionality standpoint and a safety uh, uh, scenario. What we did is we engaged in a major crater with the National Laboratories at Sandia to enhance uh, the ability to create sensors to allow the physician or nurse uh, to make sure that the pressures within the membrane are being maintained during the course of the therapy. Uh, that technology is, has been, has been uh, developed and will be moving into the, uh, into the market soon with our product to allow the end user to have more control of the environment of the membrane during the course of the therapy. In, in addition to that, which I believe is the most serious advance that we have to make with the technology is that, again, using medical-grade oxygen at this concentration is very difficult to find. You either, either have to bring in a cylinder of oxygen into the home or into a medical community or into a clinic or even into the battlefield. And, again, we went back to our, um, our colleagues at Sandia and uh, have participated in a cooperative research agreement to develop a new type of oxygen generating system that would take the atmospheric air and convert that to new membrane technology to produce medical grade oxygen at a at 99% concentration. And when that technology uh, is finished and is brought into the the protocol with the current technology will allow the human bag to be used in any type of environment, uh, in the home, on the battlefield, in a rural clinic, a hospital that doesn't have uh, uh, oxygen for medical use, and it will allow this technology to, to expand its capabilities um, both scientifically, medically, and user-friendly in all different types of environments. Perfect. Well, Doc, uh, I'd like to wrap up the show today. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we're, we've been talking part two, technology innovation, pneumobag kit. This is a severe wound care product. Uh, Dr. Robert Felton has been my guest today, president of Pneumotech. First of all, folks, if you've got uh, technology out there and you'd like to discuss it with me, please contact D. Daniels, my executive producer, at 480-553-5741. 480-553-5741 or you can uh, email me okay at uh, todaytomorrowtechnologygmail.com uh, this is your host Jose Negron thank you for listening in today for today's topic so uh, the pneumobag kit a severe wound care product and thank you Dr. Felton and uh, join us at the next technology show Thank you for having us, and uh, you can call us at uh, 1-877-NUMITECH or email us at numitech at earthlink.net. Thank you. Perfect. 
Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.